a fantastical adventure where an unlikely hero must save the day using magical abilities. With themes of family and choosing light over dark, this new film has taken the box office by storm. This week we cover everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah, and hello to all I, of you listeners. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the show. This is How Star Wars Is It. It is the only podcast. Really? Yeah, I checked. Huh. It's the only one. And what do we do here? Well, we compare things to Star Wars. We rate things on a scale of 1 to 10. Not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. Okay? Yeah, look, we we aren't movie critics. We no. talk about them, but we're not going to give you a two thumbs up or a no. five stars up. No, we won't. <laughs> we will give you a rating from one to ten. But only if it shares aspects with the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's right. We take everything Star Wars, not just not just the movies, mm -mm. but the TV shows, the books, the comic books. Everything, the toys, the games, the tunes, the characters, the, characters, the downloads, the, the emails, <laughs> and we put it all in one big pot. Uh -huh. And we take that pot, we set it to simmer, we then let it simmer for a long while. That's right. Okay, we're talking like hours. All right, not one. We're talking multiple hours. Right. Low and slow, baby, because you gotta Low get those flavors develop in the Star Wars chili. And that's what we're cooking up is this Star Wars chili. And, and when he says we're cooking up, it has already been cooked up, but we're just comparing other things to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's the 10 out of 10, all right? The Star Wars chili is 10 out of 10. Right, and right. That's, that's a perfect score, which only only one thing has gotten that, and it's Return of the Jedi. Okay? Yeah. So don't get your hopes up thinking that this is that that everything's going to have a really high numbers. If you want that, go back and listen to the early episodes when we or were just listen giving, to a show called like How Good Is It? <laughs> yeah, all right, and then they'll just give out a bunch of high numbers. We do a lot of low numbers around here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've had a lot of guests recently, and our guests come in with these higher numbers, and that's just like, don't you know that we do low numbers around here? <laughs> yeah. Come on. But this week we're talking about Everything Everywhere All at Once, the new film by Daniels, which first of all, I love that they are a pair of men named Daniel, and they go yeah. by the moniker Daniels. <sighs> I didn't know Did that. Did you see that's Swiss hilarious. Army Man? Yes. Yeah, they did that too. No wonder. Okay, that's cool. That was a great yeah. movie and so weird. Yes. And this is a great movie, also so weird. Yeah, right. They're really good yeah. at doing the the single craziest thing you've ever seen on film in one second, and then the next second, you're still with that crazy thing, but it makes you feel an emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of and times in this movie where someone with hot dog hands made me like think about my own like existence <laughs> yeah it's really something that they're able to pull off or like a rock with googly eyes yes. and you're like and you're like crying and you're like yeah it's googly An eyes entire, now. what couple minutes that it's just like it's practically still photography <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's a really good movie. So, yeah, I know we said we don't say how good or bad it is, but we will say yeah, a lot we'll both, here. We'll both be on record as saying it is very good. <laughs> it's very good. I loved it. it. Like, I watched it with Charlie. Um, Charlie cried, which she cries in every movie, so mm-hmm. it's not like that big of a thing to say she cried. Yeah. Hi, Charlie, if you're listening. Hi. Um, but I, but I was all I almost cried, which is which means a lot for me because it's hard for me to cry. Yes, you and I. This is the exact same situation that I would have described. Yeah, yes, with Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but when Charlie and I saw it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves crying in movies, man. <laughs> no, like it's hard for me. I, I I used to cry a lot in movies, and I think maybe it's my my new medication over the last course of the last couple of years, or like higher dosage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it's hard for me to cry in movies, and I was like very close, and I was like, this is doing it. That's this is that, like that medication that just makes you a rugged, tough, toxic man. Yeah, it's called it's called America. <laughs> That's the medication I'm on. We just came hot off of a Patreon recording where we both just completely uh, yelled about unloaded. capitalism. <laughs> yeah, we just unloaded about how. So if a- that annoyed. sounds interesting to you, you should check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/HowStarWasIsIt. Speaking of capitalism, it only costs five dollars a month. Yeah, there's pretty much a like fifty-fifty shot on the patreon of whether we're going to rant about capitalism or whether we're going to like just talk about a bunch of random bullshit that we've been thinking about recently i would say it's higher in favor of the capitalism and politics (laughs) so so really like if that sounds like your jam if you'd like to hear us talk about some more serious topics the same shit every week (laughs) yeah where we're just like it just sucks. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, yeah, it does. You should check out the Patreon. And then also check out the Patreon because we have an RPG That's episode right. coming out soon, which I need to edit. Whoops. Okay. But anyway. in the meantime, here we are talking about this beautiful, beautiful, weird, awesome, funny, sad, uh, exciting yeah. movie. Really um, good. Okay. So right out the gate, if we're talking about how Star Wars this is, this is both, it is science fiction, I would say, for sure. But it's also a pastiche. Yes. It is absolutely... Have you seen any um, of the stuff online of, like, the, you know, the different universes? A lot of them are referencing other films or, like, oh, you know, well, realities. Obviously, she's a martial arts movie star in one right. reality, which, of course, is very real of her Which is, like, life. our our reality, right. basically. Yeah. I do know the one that was Ratatouille. Well, of course. Oh my Rakakuni. god, Rakakuni is really <laughs> it, like this. This movie. I mean, it says a million things, but one of the things that I just really love that that they are able to do. They did it with a, a dead body that farts and turns into a jet ski as well. Um, the <laughs> the world has everything. <laughs> yes, you know, there's so much shit, and yeah. uh, like, and and it. You can you can kind of accept that in one of two ways uh the world has basically every type of thing and that's beautiful and i love it or the world has basically every type of thing so nothing matters and i'm a nihilist and yeah i want to get sucked into a bagel (laughs) into a bagel so like they they do that kind of um i i wish i had like the actual philosophical terminology i'm sure nihilist is in there somewhere but like yeah. what is the opposite one who's like two people who say nothing matters one who does so in sort of like a fucked up way and one who does so in like a loving way <laughs> yes there's there's like optimistic nihilism um and then like pessimistic nihilism which right. like honestly um 
I consider myself a nihilist in certain ways. Like, like I'm a humanist. I'm a nihilist. Uh, I have to imagine Sisyphus happy. Um, of, of but not talking- in the way of like uh, the Joker. No, not like the Joker. I'm not like. <sighs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think things are funny all the time. Uh-huh. Man, I just watched the original Batman, uh-huh. uh, like the Jack Nicholson, uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. And it's like so strange. Yeah. <laughs> and like not that good. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Like it's a classic, I guess, but I was I watched it for the first time in forever. And also it was kind of boring to the point of where I like I watched it over the course of several sittings where I was like, this is not holding my attention yeah. at all. Yeah. Also that journalist guy who says to Vicky Vale, uh like something about like if he if she wanted to photograph him nude, you're gonna need a long lens. Yeah. Which which um which means longer, that shit is zo- <laughs> the longer the lens, the more it magnifies. <laughs> yeah, the more you're zooming in. Yeah, like so maybe like, a you wide. See my little weenie. <laughs> maybe a wide lens would be a better thing to right, say. Right. Like, but yeah, a long or lens. Or just like, yeah. don't say anything like that to someone yeah. at an office. <laughs> the better thing to say would not be that. Yeah. Be- uh, just, just choose another tactic. He has the most <laughs> annoying. Like role in any movie where he's just like guy who lightly sexually harasses the female lead. Yeah, yeah. Because he wants to be with her, but she's with the male lead. Yeah. And like, I'm glad that those. I think that's going out of style. I feel like you don't see it as much anymore. But like, God, was that just like a part in movies where they were like, "All right, right you're gonna play the guy who sexually harasses the female lead." Right. And uh, because and she's like, with the male lead. We all know, watching it, he's meant to be received as a shithead. But it's yeah, like, yeah, let's totally. just not have the shithead then. Yeah, he's just annoying. We have he's not a super villain. Yeah. We don't need a shithead because we have we have a super yeah, we have the Joker. Yeah. We have Jack Nicholson making funny faces. Yeah. I saw a being, tweet the other day that was like, Man, everybody gets to that point in their life when they realize they're only gonna see another nine or ten Batman movies before they die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! One can only hope yeah. that we only see that. But many. anyway, this movie is not that. No, it's not. And I, I don't could even talk know about... if we need to go far into the details. We can, but um, I feel like that's something we've been fixated on lately, as opposed to doing our show comparing the thing sure. to Star Wars. So maybe we try to do that, and then in so doing, we can like call out some of our favorite parts of the movie. Well, the, the, the other good thing about this movie, too, or, like, as re- in regards to the show, is it's kind of hard to explain the plot. Yeah, in fact, I would say it's doing a disservice to sort of uh, explain it or even sort of walk through it beat by beat and explain how it goes. I would say if you're listening to this and you haven't felt... Like, I, I don't think we've really spoiled a thing, but uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, you should run, not walk, to go see it while it's in theaters because, boy, oh, boy, was it a blast to laugh at parts with like an entire room of people. Yeah. Go see this movie in theaters. Absolutely. Uh, We haven't spoiled it yet. If you haven't seen it yet, yes. Pause right now. Mm -hmm. Go see it. Come back. Then finish listening to this episode. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, there's parts that are like there's excellent fights. This is Mm -hmm. a martial arts movie, too. There's excellent fights. There's really funny jokes. There's like really heartwarming family moments and it also does something that like an earlier movie in the year that i saw 
that I enjoyed called Turning Red, which was on mm -hmm. Disney Plus, which was also very good. There's something similar to Turning Red where it's talking about like, it's talking about family dynamics, specifically like Asian family right. dynamics, yeah. and even more specifically Chinese and family like dynamics. And like mother-daughter specifically. Yes. Like both movies did a really good job at like exploring those and like what it looks like for a mother to give like an apology and to give like forgiveness and for a child <laughs> I saw a to give forgiveness recently that was like uh in the past like six years something like a dozen millennial filmmakers all made movies about their parents apologizing to them <laughs> yeah i literally just saw when i was looking up the movie to google it i just saw like a variety article that was like the new genre of movie millennial parent apology uh, fantasies uh -huh. <laughs> And I was like, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the uh, movie rules. It's a lot of different things. It's a martial arts movie. It's a comedy. It's a it's family movie. It's everything everywhere all at once. Mm -hmm. So it is like it exists in three sort of parts. I should more like two parts and then like one very small like epilogue yeah. kind of yeah. thing. The first thing is everything. The second thing's everywhere, mm -hmm. and the last section is all at once. Right. And the main premise is essentially that there's this, like, very normal woman, like, very normal Chinese immigrant woman. Um, who, given the infinite amount of possibilities and multiverses based on any one decision you make, you know, the different outcomes trigger their own new reality. You know, like, yeah. I walk to work, and I trip, and I fall down. That version yep. of me that fell has his own reality, but the version of me that didn't trip has his own reality. And um, the ones that are that that those those changes are like super insignificant, like tripping and falling. Uh, those realities live close to one another on the greater sort of quilt of the multiverse. But there are mm -hmm. versions where every choice you make is focused on, say, becoming the best popcorn maker. And there's mm -hmm. a version where you're the best popcorn maker, but that version of you is much further away from sort of center. And yeah. this woman is not good at anything and hasn't really pursued any major I've life heard. goal or accomplishment. So she's dead center in the middle of the multiverse of possibilities, basically. Yeah. Her name is Evelyn. She's played by Michelle Yeoh. And she's like such a cool such a hottie she's man she's just like so 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 good yeah and so she's she's a she's like a laundromat owner with with her husband ki hui kwan who is is also just the stole the show for me stole the show stole the you show. know um From evelyn as a character in that sort of luke skywalker harry potter role her her job is very thankless because she has to be what you know she has to experience the things that we're experiencing watching this crazy new world you know yeah yeah and yeah, yeah she's yeah. so good but like yeah. uh I think I think you come out of the movie like saying like wow her husband was so great and funny and charming and hot in certain parts and like she I I think uh it took me a day or two to remember like oh right she was also acting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't yeah, yeah. just like my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was like it wasn't just me. She wasn't just an yes. audience surrogate. Yes. Yeah. So, so he he plays Waymond, her uh, uh, husband, who's sort of like this nebbish kind of like uh, total beta. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like he he's sort of uh, 
in impotent mm-hmm. and right. but like very sweet and loving. Yes. Um and kind. And then the other main character is, is their daughter who uh Joy, who's played mm-hmm. by Stephanie Sue. Mm-hmm. Um who apparently we might have seen in SpongeBob SquarePants we might have, in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so, the musical, um, the stage the musical. musical. Yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of the main trio, but like they're just a family that works at a laundromat that owns a laundromat, and uh, Evelyn and Waymond came from China. They're immigrants. Stephanie or Joy was born in America, so she's like faces the the issues of like first generation American. Like my parents are a little more old fashioned. Mm-hmm. My grandfather's mm-hmm. very old fashioned. She's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like that factors into it, um, and then she also has sort of a classic. Uh, relationship like we saw in Turning Red and mm-hmm. you see in a lot of Asian media with her mother where it's sort of a strained relationship and early on her, uh, Joy's girlfriend said something like well I thought you said that whenever your mom like criticizes you or says something like mean like that it means she cares about you right which is like true yeah because it, it but also hurtful yes right <laughs> Um, and, and, and Evelyn's whole thing here is, uh, she is, is talking to their IRS sort of attache because they're being audited. Uh, their, their business is being audited. Their IRS representative is Jamie Lee Curtis in a true, like, uh, like this, this performance (laughs) is just like fucking beyond so, so good so fun her name is deirdre and did you have you heard this thing or seen the little easter egg no so there's like so. A, you know her trophies that she has on her desk that are shaped oh. like butt plugs yes. her name is printed on it and i think it's also maybe on her like id that she has like around her neck or on her desk somewhere and her last name is bobeardra <laughs> <laughs> her name is Deirdre Bobeardra. Deirdre Bobeardra. <laughs> like That's this movie hilarious. is just full of that kind of shit. So anyway, we've we've set the scene of like who these characters yeah, are, the but that could be the like a small indie drama. And this is a movie where all uh all preconceptions of what a movie is go out the window because she, Evelyn, can tap into any other version of herself in different universes. Yes. And essentially take their power. She gains this ability from Waymond Alpha. Yeah. Alpha Alpha Waymond, who is uh her husband from another reality. Right. Which man, it's just so crazy. So like he, he pops into her reality and he's like, here, put these on, and they give her the ability to shift mm-hmm. through realities and take on the abilities of anybody uh, any of herselves from You know any what they don't reality. do a whole lot of? They they give you enough to enough rope to hang yourself with, as they say, but they don't bother you with this stuff. No, the like lore of how you know, like the Matrix no. spends a, a third of its runtime, like getting you up to speed of like how you can be kind of a consciousness in one place and then a consciousness in another reality. You know, like of course, because yeah. very few things like that had been done before. But this movie's like, you guys have probably seen the Matrix, right? You yeah. can go to different well, places. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what it is. It, you probably it, it, saw Spider Verse, right? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It's how Spider Verse is it, right? Yeah. Because in Spider Verse, they're like, we're not gonna worry about explaining to you what the multiverse is. Right. We're just gonna like let you know that there's multiple universes with a bunch of different Spider Mans. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. And like, you're gonna be okay with that. And it's so crazy that this, this the fact that this movie exists at all right. is crazy like it's a very A24 film right, right. and that it's like so artsy and so but like 
also it's not an A three four film because it's not a horror movie that makes me feel like <laughs> like ick, icky afterwards. Sure. <laughs> they do like, other things. <laughs> I don't know if they do. <laughs> There's that sheep one. It looks stupid. Um, but it's so crazy that this movie exists because it is a multiverse hopping. Like, like small re- family drama. Small family <laughs> That's martial arts. That's the funniest arts. movie you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's a multiverse hopping small family drama martial arts comedy. Yeah. Where that- two rocks with googly eyes don't talk. Their dialogue is just <laughs> is just written on the screen. And at one point, uh, her, it makes you cry. her daughter, who is like a multi-universe, uh, like cosmic supervillain, uh, like brings down a bunch of guards with two giant dildos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's so much going on in this movie. Yeah. And the fact that it exists at all is crazy. The fact that it's a multiverse hopping movie that is not connected to an IP right. is crazy to me. And have because, you heard like, that story that they were offered to direct Loki? And they're like, oh, no, no, we want to make like art. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, like, they probably could have made some really cool Loki shit if they applied that. But good for them for being like, no, we're going to make our own thing. Yeah. Because this is way better than anything Loki could ever be. Yeah. um, Or try to be. Not just shit on Loki. I liked Loki. It was was fine. fine. So speaking of, actually, speaking of fine, and and that was, uh, like, in a vacuum, that was good. We went and saw this movie a couple weeks ago. And then the next night, we were at home just, like, looking for something to watch. And uh, Free Guy crossed yeah. our path and we were both kind of like i was interested in seeing it at some point because i had heard it was actually like kind of okay for what you might expect it to be just based on like the poster or whatever and Caitlin mm-hmm. was like i actually do kind of want to see that so we watched it and i will say first that i think i liked free guy but yeah i will also say about like halfway through i think i got up to like get a drink or something and and uh caitlin asked like are you liking this and that's when i realized like oh i have sat stone-faced without making a sound or or facial gesture for 60 minutes yeah. because the thing with that movie is um i've seen it before <laughs> yeah you saw the matrix i've seen it a million times i've seen the matrix i saw the the fairly odd parents episode where timmy goes inside a video game i saw both the jumanji sequels mm-hmm. you know like uh i i again i think it was pretty fun i think there are parts of it that were just like completely stupid and like from a video game logic some of it is like pretty unforgivable but like as far as like a popcorn movie it was great but i think the big thing for me with that movie was just the night before like my understanding of what a movie could be completely changed (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i saw free guy at the logan theater with charlie Uh and enjoyed it and was like that was good yeah it was fun um, but I've said this before about that movie and I'll say it again is like its ideas are much better yeah. than its than its movie. Totally. Which was funny. I said that in the Twitter thread with Michael Delaney and he was like, mm-hmm. That's kind of every movie though. And I was like, You're not entirely wrong. Sure. Like there's very few movies that live up to the ideas that they are like, trying to get across. Those are just like miracle movies. Yeah, those yeah. ones like w- w- when that like happens. Like the Matrix. W- like the Matrix, or like everywhere uh, everything everywhere all at once. Right. I think it lives up to what it's trying to talk about. Yeah, and like right. 
the free guy is like trying to talk about choice and like simulation and simulacra yeah, and, yeah right and, and like capitalism and like what is consciousness <laughs> yes and like so much in this like popcorn movie with with deadpool in it right right and so it's like hard for it to achieve like the and here's what it does do it it uh it does just a little more than like checking off all those boxes you just listed. Like it does check them off and it even yeah. kind of explores some of them, but it's you know, you don't leave going like, "Whoa, my world view." <laughs> no, yeah, I left that movie being like, "Wow, it got so close to talking about some real shit." Mm-hmm. But and, it couldn't And this do movie, it. Everything Everywhere All at Once, I um in fact, it's funny. Very recently I uh and maybe we've even talked about this on the show, but I've kind of come to understand or be more exposed to the greater works of Stephen Sondheim. Ooh. And like, I knew uh, Into the Woods, give or take, I'd seen it once or twice. And I knew Sweeney Todd because I saw the movie. And, uh, yeah. you know, but like, it took seeing um, Sunday in the Park with George, the, the PBS yeah. great showcase or whatever it's called. Um, and then And then later Company to be like, Oh, oh wow, companies. this guy uses the vehicle of musical theater to make true art. Yeah. Um like it took me I, we were I think talking it took about me... company this weekend. I was saying like for a show where every character, especially the main character, is essentially a broad sketch of a person. Um usually, you know, in fact you mentioned turning red. I think that's a perfect example of where uh, the specificity of that movie makes it relatable. I am yeah. not uh, a Asian Canadian teen girl who is <laughs> yes. getting her first period while also turning into a red panda. But I related yeah. to her so much in that movie because of yes. she's a vulnerable human. Whereas Company does the exact opposite, which I would normally say is sort of a failure of uh, character development. Of just like, oh, he's just a guy who is like constantly a bachelor or whatever but Mm -hmm. what Sondheim is able to do is almost similar to what like Jerry Seinfeld can do in in his peak of like observation humor you know like uh yeah yeah I guess I never really did think of laundry that way but I also kind of always have yeah like Sondheim does that in company to the point that it's like wow this is some of the most profound shit I've ever seen and it's about a guy who like um, isn't quite Just, ready to get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like every yeah. song in that show has um, such a point of view from a almost just like, like the songs function as like essays. Yes. It is like, it is like a group of essays. And, and Sunday re- in the Park is similar. Like it's, it's yeah. about art. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like company is loosely connected essays about the ideas of marriage and love. Mm-hmm that are saying sung by characters mm-hmm. that are loose that are just sort of loose not incredibly defined because they yeah, don't they're have like to a be. greek chorus because the songs are the most important the thing in the show the, yes exactly and like there are there are musicals where the characters are the most important part of the show there are musicals where like the choreography is the most important part of the or show the spectacle like the spongebob the, musical <laughs> yes exactly and then there's and then there's musicals where the it's the fucking music yeah and like the I think that like it took me seeing company to realize how much of a genius like Stephen yes. Sondheim was and like I was like oh okay so so this is you, a diversion you, and we will probably cover this in June <laughs> yes for June sickle theater the month. reason I go and gush about all that is um 
not you know i had seen movies that made me like really go like oh wow a movie can be that but man this this one it, yeah, it really everything... left me going like well shit who's gonna I... top this <laughs> yeah i saw this a week ago haven't stopped thinking yeah, about it right. since like i've every day i think about it and i'm like i want to see that again like and they i shot never... this thing by the way in like eight weeks like that's it is it had wild. like no budget like it was you know what i mean like yeah like that's wild going. because it's so it's so complicated yeah. like i can't i can't imagine what the script looks like for this or the, even even the shooting schedule because the it's shooting so f- i think about that all the time you know that one montage where it just keeps cutting to clips of her she's centered in frame but you see like yes. every multiverse version of her I was like, are those all actual still images? Because if so, that would have taken so yes, long. Yes, because you're running it like essentially one per one frame per frame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, I was like, I was like outfits. <laughs> yes, there were hundreds of them, and I was like, are these actually all different makeup and and costumes, right. or did they get one good one and then they digitally altered it over and over again? Because Either, I, feel, I like, feel like that would take longer. I honestly don't know which one would to be like, all right, now we got to get you in the skeleton makeup. Now we got to get you in the... Well, in yeah, the, makeup you know? would be one thing, I suppose. But like, if you just had like a rack of costumes and a green screen, you could like bang a bunch of those out in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But you're maybe, right. Maybe I that's mean, what like, they did. Either way... They were like, every every day, every scene you're in, come stand in front of this green screen and be like, ah, and make a little right. face. <laughs> And then, like, yes, we're going to do s- yes. six alts of that every time. That's exactly the type of thing I was thinking as I was leaving. Just going, like, how do you... Like, especially since, again, like, I work in a creative kind of production-minded industry where, mm-hmm. like, you have to plan a lot of things, but then you also have to build the thing and then install the thing. And so like, I do have at least a sense of an appreciation of like, wow. Okay. These guys have had to write so many emails. I know. (laughs) Right. At some point they must've just been like, okay, the only people, the only, the only actors called for this week are Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh, because it's all of these sort of like, like, indie lesbian drama of two women with hot dog fingers (laughs) like how do you like did did this movie come together in the edit room as they say or like is every beat of this written exactly in the sequence that we see it you know i know i really want to get that book yes that was like the companion book because i'd love to see what all is just in there yeah and i'd love to see the script of this because it must read it must be impossible to read yeah because like everything jumps from one reality to another so quickly and so often right. that like especially at certain parts of the movie like in the beginning it sort of stays consistently in one reality right with like s- slight diversions and everything but like there's parts of it where you're constantly jumping so often that I'm like this must if I was reading this I would probably be like this what is nonsense <laughs> yeah like and I have no I, idea what's going that's on that's the thing the the sort of production thing that like I kept thinking about was just like this is a movie that could only have been a movie yeah totally like, there's it is so in its it's so in its medium yes. that like you can't imagine it in any other way like right. i can't imagine reading it because the visuals are so important right. and the fights are so important right, and exactly. i can't imagine like playing a video game of it because it would be like they'd have to figure out some stupid way to get powers and it would just be exactly. really dull and instead if it of were like a super book, dynamic it would be like i'm losing track i can't yeah. fucking pay attention to this but it's and honestly Raccoon-y, this is also 
would not have worked in any other vehicle. And, and, you know, I wonder if, if either of the directors have any improv background, not that like you have to have an improv background to be a good writer or anything like that, but they had so many pieces that, you know, the sort of improv adage of like, there are no mistakes. Like one person standing alone on stage kicking is a crazy person, but nine of them is the Rockettes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you keep saying yes to things, then all of a sudden you find what their actual meaning is. And and the the line about uh like when when uh Evelyn is trying to convince Jobu Topaki that like mm-hmm. yes, nothing matters, but like there's love everywhere and you learn from every experience, she says something like, even in a universe as stupid as everyone has hot dogs for hands, we all get yeah. really good with our feet. Yeah. And not only is that like a good line and kind of like a a nice idea, but then you see her playing piano with her feet and then she uses her feet skill in that universe to like kick her or whatever, or like grab something with her toes or whatever it is. Like, (laughs) yes, everything, everything comes to like, everything matters. (laughs) The hot dog fingers is such a joke reality until that point. And then you're like, of course they'd get good with their feet. And then that becomes a plot specific, like important element and that she needs her feet at that time. To prove a point from a story point of view, not just like a lore. It's like they introduced this goofy hot dog fingers universe and then it ended up being so important. Right. And, and and the Rakakuni thing when, when she realizes that like, uh, like that version of her kind of fucked up that guy's life and then mm-hmm. decides like, here, get on my back. I'm going to chase down the raccoon they, they stole Rakakuni. from you. But, uh, uh, like, cause she's, she's trying to make amends and like love everyone in every universe. It was like, how, how am I emotional right now of a man riding on this woman's back <laughs> piggyback style as she runs as fast as a car so that yeah. she can let him catch up to his, Chef Stop. Ratatouille style raccoon that got captured. <laughs> that is that is played by like a little animatronic puppet. And I'm I'm yeah. sitting there going like, oh, I really hope he gets raccoon. <laughs> yeah. Charlie and I, Charlie and I think I think Charlie and I had the most like out loud reactions to Raccoonie being yeah. like, no, yeah, like, we were so worried about Raccoonie, so, like so profoundly excellent, which like. If you haven't, if you're not going to go see this movie and you're just going to listen to us talk about it, you're crazy. You should go see this movie. Oh, also, here's a fun thing that I, uh, Caitlin and I both really got a good laugh at in the theater. And and I would say the theater was very full, but I would say maybe a third laughed at this. And I was like, huh, interesting. This is a joke for a very specific generation. When when, uh, her husband, as the alpha version of himself, is like explaining to her like how different universes are having like a weird day feels. He says, Ooh, yes, um, yes. You know, yes. your clothes never wear as well the next day. Your hair never falls in quite the same way. And we yep. both went like, ha! <laughs> Charlie laughed and I didn't because I didn't get the reference. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is that? And she's like, it's a song. Yeah. And I was like, oh. it's a song from like 2004 or whatever, yeah. 2002. And now Charlie's been listening to that song nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> because and she it, was like, it's featured it's throughout the movie in their weird kind of like they sort of stretch and distort it a little bit, but it, it yeah. happens in the movie a few times. Um, anyway, we said we weren't going to just gush about the movie and that we were going to compare it to Star Wars, but here we are about and a half hour. And then we did in. not. One, one thing I did want to say, um, and again, like, The Matrix did this, and then now that movie is, you know, 23 years old. 
Um, and so like we, the, 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 uh, the goalposts keep moving, but another movie that, um, really sort of redefined what a movie could be was Star Wars. Star Wars. That's true. Um, yeah. And I would say sci-fi pastiche. Star Wars kind of did the impossible at the time. It's true. Like it took the sort of sci-fi Dune, Star Trek aesthetics, Flash Gordon, did the monomyth hero's journey with it. It's yeah. a Western. It's a fairy tale. It's a fighter pilot movie. Like it really does do a shitload of things without overdoing any one of them. I'm talking specifically, totally. I suppose about a new hope, but, but, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's not the full chili, but you know, I will say like, maybe this movie is very new hope. Yeah. It might yeah. not be super star Wars right. though. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think you're right in that this movie is revolutionary in a lot of ways because it, it's also the best multiverse movie that's ever been made. Exactly. Which weird. I, I kind of hope they stop doing them now. I know. It feels like Bo Burnham's inside where it's like, well, if anyone else makes a pandemic thing, it's like, oh, don't worry about yeah, it. Someone speaking already of Free did. Guy, there's a movie that Judd Apatow did that has Free Guy energy based on its uh, trailer called like The Bubble. And it's a movie about people making a movie in a in a bubble during COVID, you know? Ugh. Uh and and like that's actually what happened as they made it. Like they had to do their own little production bubble. And I saw the trailer and I was like, there's a lot of funny people in there, but I don't think I'm even gonna consider watching that movie. No, it sounds like yeah, it sounds depressing. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. Yeah. There and was... just like, oh, oh, you guys had COVID too? Yeah. <laughs> It, su- it sucks like auditioning for things right now because everything is like, let's explore what it's a what two years of yes. being in a pandemic yeah. is about, and it's like no, no, let's do we do literally. that every time we see someone we haven't seen in the last two years. Yes, which is all the time yeah. now because we're seeing people for the first time, and it's like let's let's explore literally anything else, which is all let's, the like, time. Dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Oh my god, throwback. But it's just like especially like like people's small little short films and scripts everything is like oh it takes place in covid or it takes place after the pandemic or it takes place but it's like about the pandemic and i'm like can we do something for fun please it's funny too because it's also like remember that thing that happened and it's like no it's still happening it's it's still going on (sighs) right like we're still i literally like twitter sent me a fucking notification today that was like masks do work and it was like the cdc tweeting again being like omicron cases are back up so keep wearing your masks because they do work and i was like great guys uh mask mandates are are gone in every city what are you talking about like it's our our government and has decided that covid is no longer a matter of policy and is just gonna let it ride out until we're all fucking sick yeah Anyway, not to get Patreon up in here. We we went shopping over the weekend and at um, Nordstrom Rack, basically, we were the only ones wearing masks. And as I was walking around, I was just so ready. I, I, no one was an asshole, but like I was just like so prepared to answer the question, like, why are you wearing a mask? With, yeah. oh, I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was even prepared for the next follow-up, which um, in my brain was, oh, well... G- you shouldn't be out. And then I would say, well, you can't tell me what to do and trample my freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Make their little brains squirm a little bit. And guess bit. how I mean, much I'm I still... had to use both of those. 
Uh, I never zero? did. <laughs> yeah, zero. I, I'm still wearing a mask because I work with kids, and I wear, like, one of the daycares I work at, there's no, ma- like, that they lifted the mask mandate. The other one I work at, they didn't. And so it's very much just, like, a personal choice at the first mm-hmm. one of, of if people are using it or not. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't know if I'm ever going to not wear a mask working with kids ever again because they're sick little Petri dishes yeah. full of disease. Yeah. And like they get me sick all the time normally, and so I'm like, I, like, we worked on a project one time, like for a children's museum, and like one of the higher up people at the children's museum was like, um, we we were talking about some kind of material from a durability and and use standpoint, and she said, uh, honestly, what whichever one is the most durable and the most cleanable, because in all the years I've worked with children, I've learned one thing: kids are wet. they're just always wet (laughs) they are like it's so sick watching like now they don't wear masks anymore at at one of the daycares but like watching them just like their masks just would like start disappearing into their mouth (laughs) and there would just be like a wet spot growing and and it like extends down to their like there's the kids that are really slobbery Uh where the wet spot becomes a ring around their shirt (laughs) and you're like how is it how are you there. doing that? Yeah. Like, yeah, so I remember much. in middle school, a friend of mine described another kid as he always has spaghetti sauce on his face, whether or not he has recently eaten spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's what these kids are. They're yeah. just slobbery. It's like, it doesn't matter if they're actually like sick or spitting. They're yeah. just, they have slobber <laughs> everywhere. It's disgusting. On that note, should we go to the pit? <laughs> yeah. Now that we've talked about how nasty kids are, yeah. this movie's great. It's it's. I think that a I know new there's hope no is a good, there's no shortage of good things I could say about this movie. I think a new hope is a good reference point because it does feel revolutionary in a way of like, right. and also maybe I don't know. A new hope has a very straightforward hero's journey. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, kind of doesn't, and it feels like it might be harder to like copy or like map the success of this movie you well, know what i mean if, if you were to write um like just sort of a narrative outline of evelyn's character journey mm. it it is fairly linear but yeah. that requires a lot of uh backbending to to really defend because you're right like by toward the end we're seeing we're seeing two realities that are near one another because we see the decision or that thing that forked yeah. the realities. You know, like they both take place in the laundromat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like by that point in the movie, my brain was so just locked in emotionally that I was, n- I never once was I like, wait, okay, so how does this reality work? You know, like yeah, it's totally. just like fucking put the seatbelt on and just go for the ride guys <laughs> yes yeah there was never a question in my mind of like well no how is this happening yeah. or like which one are we in like yeah. i wasn't worried about it and i think it i think it's because it hits you with so many that you can't start worrying about it right. so you're just like oh okay so i'm just gonna like sit back and let it all ride like wash over me right. um anyway sorry but let's let's jump let's go to the pit God, i, I want to watch it again right now yeah let's me go to the too. it's so it's great <laughs> we and Edward we're Jobu to pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, we're back is we're what back. that uh, reach was there. I have a little game for us this week. Mm, wonderful. It is another installment of. So, so, okay. Of all of the games that we do kind of regularly, 
Which one do you think would make the most sense for like a chain of different <laughs> universes that all kind of have a reaction together? <laughs> I would say chain reaction. Yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. Um, and it's also uh, we did the most recent one of these we did was on our Lost Circles episode. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> so it's so actually sad. been a while since we've done chain reaction in this game. Um, for listeners, if if you're new here, if you haven't heard this this game before. Um, I'm going to give Josiah uh, a starting word and an ending word with a bunch of words in between, and he has to create uh, a chain of two-word phrases. So, um... Uh, egg pan, for instance. Well, you know what's funny? I was going to describe what egg pan is because I have one in here that I would say is, like, an 80% egg pan. Oh, no. <laughs> but, um... Uh, uh, What's a good example? I don't have. I'll pull up the circles episode really quick. Uh, like, if 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 you if we were trying to get from one word to another, yeah. Word, if he was like, trying to get say, from parent to trap, it might be yeah. parent company, company man, man cave, cave bear, bear trap. <laughs> oh yeah, cave bear. That yeah, one was that was one that you considered an egg pan. Egg pan is an example of one that we did in the past where. Uh, the phrase that I insisted was a real phrase was egg pan, which is like mm-hmm. one of those little pans that all you can really do is fry a single egg in. And Josiah and our guest, Allie, my sister, both gave me all sorts of hell for that. So that is now the phrase <laughs> that means um, Mike didn't do a good job writing this portion of the game. <laughs> a real egg pan. Um, I'll say this. It's very easy to just like come up with a bunch of word, two word phrases and have a starting word and an ending word that don't mean anything. But I try yeah. to make those start and end words mean something relevant to the topic. So this week, your first one is a five word chain. It's got, you know, okay. one at the beginning, one at the end and three in the middle. You're connecting, this is probably my favorite line in the whole movie, you're connecting the word laundry with the word taxes. You know, in laundry. the in the martial arts version where she's not married to her husband, and he says something like, you know, if I had a chance to do this life all over again, I would love to spend it doing laundry and taxes with you. Yeah, it is beautiful. Because, um, of um, course, that's the reality that we find our heroes in. Um, okay, so there's so, five words in between. Uh, three words in between. Five three total. words in between. Yeah. Five total. So, would you like the first letter of a word under laundry, or the first letter of the word above taxes? Give me uh, below laundry. Okay, that starts with a B. Listeners laundry playing along boy. at home, you should uh, get your answers in now. Laundry boy. Yeah, is no, incorrect. <laughs> is it laundry bag? It is not. Okay, damn. Where would you like your next letter? Uh, a- after after that one. After B, so it's laundry B, and then the next letter is A. Laundry basket. It is laundry basket. All right. So, would you like the first letter of the word after basket, or the word before taxes? Give me the one bef- after basket. That begins with the letter C. Is it case? It is case, baby. Yeah. Laundry basket, basket case. You now have one word, and it's between case and taxes. And I would say this is also verging on egg pan territory, but I'm, I'll stand by it. <sighs> okay, okay. The first letter is F. F. 
Okay. Found for taxes. Final. No. Give me another letter. I. Final taxes? No. That's not a thing. You'll probably have more luck going kind of after case because the case. egg pan is the taxes. Oh, one. case file. Yes. That is correct. So we have a chain, laundry basket, basket case, case file, and file taxes. Sure. <laughs> like, sure, did you okay. file taxes this year? <laughs> to file taxes. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, it's funny. I'm realizing that the last one, uh, we'll, we'll do that one. No, no, no. Never mind. I, never mind. Never mind. Okay. So the second one, we have two more. The next one is a six word one. So it's two with, with you know, four in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're connecting the word hot with the word dog. <laughs> yeah. And I will also give you a clue. I had this thought at one point and I decided not to do it, but I was going to have the word before dog be hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. Uh, so would you uh, like a letter under hot or a letter above ch- uh, 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 dog? Give me a letter above dog. It is the letter C. Cur, cur, sea dog. No. Ah man, give me another letter. Uh, the next letter after that letter is H. Ch, chow dog. Is it chow dog? No. Damn. Damn. Another letter, please. I. Chili dog. <laughs> it is chili dog. There we go. Chili dog. Would you like a word or a letter above chili or a letter under hot? A uh, letter above chili. Okay. Here's your daily double. And by that, I mean this is the egg pan. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it starts with H. So it's not Star Wars chili. No, I was going to try to do that, but I was like, that's two words, and I can't think of what comes before Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it hot chili? No, that would make sense, I suppose, but it is not hot chili. Can I get another letter? Oh. oh are you sure it's not hot chili? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> holy, holy chili. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Another letter? Uh, you. House chili? Yeah. No, 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 sir. It is. No. So here's my thought there. Um, we. Can I get the house chili? <laughs> Listen to that. We How's have, that sound? We have a Caesar salad. We have a green salad. And we have, um, we have three different soups. We have a chicken noodle and a cream of mushroom and our house chili. <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's an egg pan for yeah, sure. Okay, so I will cop to the egg pan there, but the word is house. Alright, can I get one under hot? Uh, yes, the letter that begins the word under hot is P. Hot? Why is the first thing I wanted to say penis? <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. Hot plate. Uh, no, it is not hot plate. Another letter. O. Hot. Hot pot. <laughs> no. Another letter. <laughs> T. Come on. Hot 
Potato! Yeah, hot potato. And let's see, you got house chili. So between uh, potato and house, there is only one word remaining, and it starts with P. Potato party. (laughs) Party house. Now, can you tell us all what a potato party is? Because there is a party house. That that is something. So A potato party... (laughs) Is whenever you get a do a bunch of your reading for your for your, for your accelerated reader in elementary school, <laughs> and you get you get enough points that they go to instead of going to Domino's, uh-huh. you go to a potato farm and everybody uh-huh. gets a potato party. It's like a pizza party but with potatoes. Sure. Well, I'm gonna give it to you, um, <gasps> and and we'll if if you want we you can also go double or nothing to get the word that I have written down. But the chain okay, is I'll- hot potato potato party party house (laughs) house chili chili dog and in that chain i would say house chili is a bigger egg pan offense than potato party (laughs) (laughs) i will go double or nothing though yeah yeah yeah. okay so it's potato p a is the next letter so you're sure it's not party (laughs) potato i can now i can only see party give me another letter give me another letter Pan Potato Pantry Pantry House. No. No. Another letter. C. Oh no. Potato Potato Pancakes Pancake House. Yes. <laughs> so it Yay. is hot potato, potato pancake, or potato party, pancake house, or party house. House mm. chili and chili dog. <laughs> House chili is growing on me. I'm going to make it I've, happen. <laughs> now that I've had some time you know, to think about it, You know it's what we ought to me. do the next episode we record? We're doing one tomorrow. In fact, I think we should say uh, we boil everything Star Wars down into a chili. And here on House Star Wars, is it, that's our house chili. <laughs> that's our house chili. That's what we call our house, house chili. House chili is short for House Star Wars is Wars it chili. Wars <laughs> is this chili. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, and your Spelled last one. Spelled H-O-W-S. Yeah. <laughs> Your last one here is the longest one. It's a seven-word chain, uh, you know, five in the middle. Um, And this is one where I did just kind of like, I started with a word, but then I just ended where I decided to end. But because uh, this is the last one of the game, it makes sense to end in the word it ends with. You are connecting the word everything with the word over. (laughs) Everything over. It's over. (laughs) It's over! It's over. And then you have five words in between. Where would you like your first letter? Uh, after everything. Uh, the next word starts with B. Is it bagel? It is bagel. Yeah, in a bagel. <laughs> I put everything on a bagel. Uh, where would you like your next letter? After bagel. S. Bagel. Sauce. That's what I call cream cheese. I call it bagel sauce. <laughs> well, then you are weird and that is wrong. <laughs> Damn. Can I have another letter? Yes. Uh, H. Bagel schmear. Uh, no, that's a good guess. Uh, but no, that is wrong. Another letter? Oh. Bagel shoe. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> that's whenever you have one. Toe, 
<laughs> and you put a bagel on it and uh-huh. put the, the hole through and that's all it goes around your toe. Okay, that is correct for the definition of bagel shoe, but that is not for this case. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, another letter, please. Uh, P. Is it going to be bagel shop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bagel shop. However, did you guess that? I'm going to spell it with the other P and an E. Oh, okay, yeah. So I didn't quite give it all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, okay. Um, Would you like a letter after shop or a letter above over? Above over. C. Cry because it's over. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, no. Uh, another letter. O. Come over. <laughs> no. Okay. Another letter. M. Why do you always do this to me? <laughs> it is funny how you had a pot and pan in the last one. Potato yeah, pancake. Yeah, I did. Um, come, come. Coming over? <laughs> no. Another letter. <laughs> B. Is it comb over? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really doing You're I'm doing really it. I'm doing really good on this round. <laughs> so let's see. You have everything bagel, bagel shop, and then you also have comb over. There's two words in the middle. Would you like it under shop or above comb? Above comb, please. All right. The word above comb starts with H. Hair comb. <laughs> no, that's a good guess, because that is a Damn. thing. Uh, another letter. Oh. Hot, hot comb. <laughs> no. <laughs> hot Another pot. letter. Hot pot. Uh, no, the next letter is N. Honeycomb. Yes, honeycomb. And now okay. uh, you have one word between... Shop local, yeah, local honey. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so the chain yeah. is everything bagel, bagel shop, shop local, local honey, honeycomb, comb over because it's over and over yay i love that game well let's see let's uh figure out what we're gonna rate this bad boy yeah what other what other things do i feel like i'm leaving out there's sneaking around ah yes there is sneaking around there's really good music there's that one like classical song it's like dun 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 um that i don't know what it's called um, um, there's really good fights, good fight choreo. The visuals which happens are really imaginative and stunning to look at. Sometimes Star Wars fights are good. Sometimes they're bad. So that's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Stunning visuals for sure. It is very funny in a comedy way, as opposed to in a sort of action hero going, we're yes. going to have company. Um, totally. So that's, so that's different points against it. Um, you know, it's funny, the sort of bad guy from the point of view of like the sort of if you follow this movie as just like a linear story, the antagonist is is her daughter, but again, it's not her daughter, it's this like entity. Yeah. Um so it does have a sort of like a Darth Vadery boogeyman, but really actually it's it's like again, like this common thing recently of like generational trauma and mm. uh apologizing to your child it, you yep. know the the mother daughter relationship does have kind of a um star wars you know family reveal kind of thing it's revealed to her that mm. like 
the greatest villain in all of space and time is her own daughter. And it takes her saying like, no, I love you anyway. There's good in you. There's good in the world mm-hmm. to, to, you know, that's a super star Wars thing. That is super star Wars for, for, for the quote unquote villain to have a last minute kind of turn yeah. and to be redeemed. Yeah. Um, I'd say this does it more skillfully than star Wars has ever done it. Yeah. Um, because it's not just a last minute thing. It's like, that's the whole purpose of her <laughs> right. Evelyn's quest right. is like, I've got to figure out how to like save my daughter. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So when star Wars like has something to say, which isn't every time, every outing, it is usually a fairly broad thing. Like you should choose good over evil. Um, and mm-hmm, this has like mm-hmm. a really specific kind of family relationship thing to say and it uses this crazy, you know, conceit to do it. Um, let's see, what other things do we, like, good and evil, like, good and evil isn't terribly clear. It is funny that, like, a constant throughout all of space and time is, like, this, like, sort of lousy, schlumpy lady from the IRS is always there to yes. bother them. <laughs> like, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, that rules. But even even her sometimes, like... She's like good. <laughs> yes, depending on the universe. Um, let's see. There's googly eyes. There's also a whole part of the story between Evelyn and Waymond that's like beautiful as well, where she sort of like is changes her opinion. Her opinion of him changes because she realizes that like the because he talks about the way he fights is different than the way she fights. Uh-huh. And she's seen him literally fight now as like Alpha Wayman right. with his like cool martial arts. But then when she's she's seen that the way that he fights is th- through like kindness and being and choosing every day to be kind, right. basically, right. which is a different way than she fights. And and like that was a really beautiful thing to be like, oh, they're meeting each other halfway, kind mm-hmm. of. Which we didn't really discuss that. I just wanted to to well, pop yeah, that in there like, before we finish. At the very beginning of the movie, he wants a divorce, and it's right. Like you mentioned, he is kind of like this beta uh, character. So to even like go that far, he's clearly like. He, he doesn't feel seen or appreciated mm-hmm. or yeah like he understands that what's what they have is not working and by the end right. of the movie it is working right. they're figuring it out right. which is yeah. really cool and it feels like natural yeah you know? it really was a special movie <laughs> it really is we should we should give it a rating yeah so a thing we've been doing lately on this show is defaulting to like a two or three um yeah and and i think for me i think my my unit of measure um is gonna be like butt plug trophies gosh when they're like (laughs) when they're like fighting over it like they're trying to keep them from like landing on it so you know like the way you jump between realities is doing something so statistically unlikely that like your consciousness is able to like like it's, like it's, untether it's, itself. it's sort of like taking the red pill in the matrix. It's like a signal yeah. to the people to come find you or whatever. It like untethers itself that way. Uh, and in that one fight scene, the it, they don't even have to tell you 
what they're about to do. We've already learned this mechanic. Yes. And you just see these people all fighting to try to shove this thing in their butt because it would be very unlikely for that version of them to do that. But the fight is similar to Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader is not trying to hurt Luke or kill him. He's trying to... He's just toying yeah. with them to try to like take him to the Emperor. So like... They're just, they're not trying to kill each other. They're just trying to keep them from shoving the trophy in their butt. It's so funny. And the stakes are real. Like, you see what's happening. They don't have to, yeah. like, spell it out. But um, anyway, I'm going to do butt plug trophies. That's good. That's good. I'm going to do googly eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Google Google eyes, as I think she, yes, she called right, them. Yes, right, right. Google, Google eyes. eyes. Um, um, and I think I'm going to oh, go ahead. give it. I'm gonna give it a four. That's that's exactly where my brain was. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. It feels right. Well, and let's see. We just gave Columbo a four and change. Yeah. So I might do some change here to bring it up. I might say this is a. Uh, gosh, it seems like a little nuts to say it's a five, but I, I'm gonna say it's a, a four and a half. I love that. I think that's great. Um. Um. Well, there you have it, folks. It's a four and change. Yeah. And again, and, that's just on how Star Wars it is. Yeah, on how good it is. If you were to like have a shelf of, of DVD Blu-rays of all the Star Wars movies and you slid this one in there and someone came over, they'd go, wait a second, that's not one of the Star Wars movies. And then you'd yeah. be like, it kind of is. And they'd be like, it's, it's like, not, but I see your point. Yeah, you and should then you start could watch a podcast. It. <laughs> you could watch it and they'd be like, you know, I would say like it was probably like a four out of ten of how Star Wars it was. Yeah, right. But I'd say it was like at least a nine or maybe even a ten out of ten of how good it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it everybody just should go it. see it. Totally crushed it. Everyone should go see it. Um, but let's wrap up. Do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, we are going to be. Will this come out before then? Um, no. I don't know. It depends on the no. order we cut everything, but. It won't because next Monday is Lego Star yeah, Wars. Man which is the last one before we're going to be there. So if you are hearing this and this is your first foray into the show after having met us at the May the 4th uh, yeah. extravaganza at Empirical Brewery, hi, welcome to the show. Hello, thank um, you for, or for, for joining that matter, us. if you happen to come see any any combination of the different improv shows happening at Piper's Alley on, on the yes. 30th of April, um, hi, welcome. Um but if you want any more of this shit uh, in your ear holes every week, um, specifically the stuff where Josiah and I talk about how there shouldn't be billionaires, um, yep, yep, yep. you should tune in to our bonus episode every week on Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash it. We do a weekly bonus app. Uh, it's $5 a month. We also have a special thing every month, the first 11 months that special thing was a film commentary of the different Star Wars movies. So you can uh, mm -hmm. you can watch along and hear us essentially just like talk the whole time or you can just, or just listen, listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this month is a special new thing. Josiah and I played an RPG putting to the test our, our two conceits, our two premises. One, that we think we should write a movie and two, <laughs> that a movie is just two other movies mashed together. <laughs> yes. So we mashed together The Matrix and Ocean's Eleven Basically, slash yeah, like, Italian job. It's a heist that takes place inside a simulation. And you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And we're probably going to 
do something else similar to it for next month. So oh, hell yeah, go check it out and keep it going. Uh, but that's about everything. So thank you for joining us at those various live appearances. <laughs> if you did, we appreciate it. And thank you for listening as always. So like we always say, Oh wait! I was gonna say, man, there's so many things you haven't said. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm missing out. Uh, Sandwiches of Star Wars. Sandwiches of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I like can't remember all the stupid stuff we say. Like it's like it's so important to me to get all this out in the right order. Sandwiches of Star Wars. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So, like we always say. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, this show is is a comedy if you think if we're funny. If you think we're funny. Uh but anyway, <laughs> sandwiches of Star Wars, it's about time for tell you bye bye. So like we always say, we love you. <laughs> love you. And may the and fourth, may the fourth be, with be, with be with you. Bye bye. Oh boy. Wow. I couldn't get it out at the end. I got so confused. <laughs>